When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog. Welcome to Forever Dog. You can listen to this podcast ad-free on Forever Dog Plus by signing up at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. And make sure to follow us on social at Forever Dog Team and check out all of our podcasts at foreverdogpodcasts.com. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Forever Dog. Welcome to Public Domain Theater with Kelly Nugent and Lindsay Katai. Reading The Magician's Heart by Edith Nesbitt. Welcome to Public Domain Theater, the podcast of highbrow readings and lowbrow commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are reading The Magician's Heart by... Sinesbit. Sinesbit. Sinestia uh, Bit. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. Edith. Edith, Edith Nesbit. Nesbit. We are guestless today. Yes, We're recovering again. after our live show. Yeah. Really fun. Thank you guys so much yeah. to those who came out. It went really well. It was awesome. It was so fun. Our you, guests were amazing. You were yeah. amazing. You guys were the best. Yeah, it was tremendous. Um, uh, you would have already heard that episode, so hopefully you liked it. Yeah, I hope you liked yeah. it. Uh, if not, uh, go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to change for you. Yeah, we're not. Um, uh, I actually have never heard. Maybe I've heard the name Edith Nesbitt, but maybe I didn't. Now that I'm kind of glancing at the, I really don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, when do you think she was born? 1812. You 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 always at least get. Two numbers, right? <laughs> Twelve, eighteen. <laughs> You're right. Yes, Yay. we're gonna be reading uh, something in Old English. Um, <laughs> Finally, I can use the language I took in college. <laughs> Did you really take that? No. Oh, I was like, wow, <laughs> it'd be fucking crazy. That'd be insane. You'd be the only person in that class. It's like I never find anyone to talk to. Can you learn it through like Duolingo? You think? Um, and I truly can't guess. I'm gonna. I'll say no. I started trying to learn Welsh. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's really funny because and it, now you speak it, and now I speak it. Um, it's really funny because a lot of the instead of names, it's they use drag, which means dragon. Oh, so it's like, how are you, dragon? <laughs> it's very cute. Interesting. Uh, very very cute. What language did you take in? Uh, Spanish. Just Spanish all the way through. Yeah, I did Spanish in high school and then again in college. Uh, yeah, never took anything else. Do you speak it at all? Um, a little, like Did enough you retain to retain it. Uh, I usually have to re re up on it, like before I go uh-huh. out and experience it. But mm-hmm. like when we went to Puerto Rico, I was able to talk to people, and mm. when I went check to you per- Peru with my family, I was able to like help my parents because my parents are very white, and oh, well, my mom's Asian, but they're very <laughs> like they're very like. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my parent is very white. Yeah, my dad more than makes up for 
all the whiteness in a room uh, <laughs> just with his himself. Uh, but it's a lot of just like uh, when my dad is in a place that he doesn't know the language, there's a lot of like teeth gritting and then, him, and then like him being like, oh, I know I'm going. And my mom being like, like, it says this street. And he's like, I can't read these street signs. <laughs> and I'm like, all the street signs in fucking California are Spanish. Like, I don't know yeah, why it's so hard for you. Say the words that you see. Anyway, he's, it's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, what language did you do in college? In college, I tried Italian. You tried it? I tried. I, well, at first I, uh, Enrolled myself in a Portuguese class. Oh, and I was look like, at you. This is very hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then I moved to take a quarter of Italian. Mm-hmm. And then um, I gave that up and I went to back to Spanish mm-hmm. and um, retained none of it. I think I've taken beginning Spanish something like four times. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. When it- I went to Spain... I got along okay mm-hmm. because I was immersed. Were but now you I don't the one have any of it? Who got hit in the head with an umbrella that got struck by lightning in Spain? Nope. Okay, that must have been my friend Lydia. <laughs> I think that was my friend Lydia, and it, I think when she told me that, I was like, "That sounds like something that would happen to Lindsay, like yeah, on, sure. a, on a I vacation." I did have an insane trip to Spain. Like we oh, went to I the running of the did. bulls, yeah, and they just dropped the us off, and um. I broke up a fight and mm-hmm. I stopped someone from getting robbed and I slapped a mugger mm-hmm. and I carried someone to an ambulance who'd been stabbed in the ankle mm. and I pulled somebody out of a dumpster when they fell into it during the running of the mm. bulls. Oh, wow. Yeah, when my friend... And that is the very short version of that story. <laughs> uh, when my friend Lydia went, she just... And it, I think it was a very similar... Like, I feel like... You've told a story similar to this where it was like, so she went with this group of friends, um, (laughs) lightning struck an umbrella and it just fell down like one of those ones that's nuts. And it bonked her on the head. Like a big patio umbrella? Yeah. And then, um, of course, like her friends were like, Lydia's just like really holding us back right now. And she was just like, guys, I can't hit my head. That is me. <laughs> it reminds me of like, like I feel like you like you know twisted your weird? ankle or something, and oh, like yeah, people were annoyed get hurt all the time, and pe- everybody in the group would be annoyed. And <laughs> I just realized that that's Bella from Twilight. <laughs> oh my god, we were all we were all turned around on this, and now oh, we understand. Now we understand. Now we understand. Uh, in um, case you couldn't guess, uh, we covered Twilight on Teen Creeps this we week. We did. Uh, take a listen to it if you haven't. Mm-hmm, it's our other podcast. Okay, so. Edith Nesbitt was born in 1858. So you got the 18 okay. right. When do you think she died? 1858. Mm, okay. Um, You're pretty good at math in your head. In the 1910s. Close. 1924. Okay. So she wrote or collaborated on more than 60 books of children's literature. At 18, she meets bank clerk Hubert Bland. <laughs> 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 sure she does he's her elder by three years That's she gets so se- she okay i don't okay brett you start up the sentence with seven months pregnant is, is she pregnant by him she's got a bland baby inside her <laughs> she marries bland it's 22nd of april 1880 uh-oh but she did not immediately live with him uh-oh uh-oh oh because bland keeps living with his mom <gasps> bland what? 
Then behind ne- Kelly, I see Brett nodding and turning <laughs> his finger as in like, you'll get there, you'll get there. Then early on, <laughs> Nesbitt finds out another lady thinks she's no! Bland's fiance. She also has a child by him. Fucking Bland, you piece of shit. Then no! later, she finds out her good friend Alice Hotson is pregnant with that- Bland's Alice Hotson of all people. Alice Hotson, really bland. She previously, before she found out, agreed to adopt Hotson's child and allow Hotson (gasps) to live with her as her housekeeper. No! After she finds out the truth, they start quarreling violently. She's like, Hotson, you and the baby gotta go. Holy shit. Bland is like, I'm gonna leave you if you disown the baby and its mom. So Hotson stays with them as the housekeeper and secretary. What? She gets pregnant no. by Bland again 13 what? years later. What is this fucking my sweet Audrina? Is VC Andrews writing this woman's <laughs> life? Edith again adopts Hotson's other child. No! Nesbitt <laughs> is a follower. Fuck this motherfucker. N- uh, Nesbitt was a follower of the Marxist socialist William Morris. She and her husband, Bland, were among the founders of the Fabian Society, a socialist organization later affiliated to the Labor Party. Their son, Fabian, was named after the society. Fabian died at age 15 after a tonsil operation. Nesbitt dedicated a number of books to him. Then. Another baby. What? On the 20th of February, 1917. Brett is nodding and giving a thumbs up to no one. Uh, he just keeps being like, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> three, okay, three years after Bland dies, uh-huh. Nesbitt marries Thomas the Skipper Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> They're married in Woolwich, where he was the captain of the Woolwich Ferry. So today's story, The Magician's Heart, is taken from the magic world, an influential collection of 12 short stories. It's been cited as a major influence on J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. Oh. Influence may be a too generous a word. Is this a, <laughs> That's is this a, a, a Brett, Brett. Brett editorial? That's yeah, a Brett. He, he's nodding. He's like, yeah, I, I fucking wrote that. There is a story in the magic world called The Aunt and Amabelle, in which a girl enters a magic Ooh, world Amab- through a wardrobe, like Narnia. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that, like, yeah, that was a the connection. little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. I, I mean, have to read it to really know. 95% of the things in the world in the 1800s were wardrobe. Was like wardrobes That's everywhere. Like, wardrobes. I, you were constantly, you were running into it was wardrobes. Like, if you weren't running into a wardrobe, you were running into a cholera. Right. And you were, or you were a wardrobe. Or you, or you were a wardrobe with, with cholera. cholera. It's a fucking boring story. Just like everyone's life was like that. Uh, come that on. Like, Tell me something I don't uh, know. Um, okay. Well, let's read this story. Let's. Okay. These fucking bland babies running around. Just oh, my God. Trying to raise ha- them all. Here's the thing. It's like if a you're sex not, cult. If you're not a, a, a wardrobe, you're a bland baby. <laughs> bland babies in wardrobes everywhere. And the only thing that bland babies got was scarlet fever. Scarlet Fever, Bland Baby, Cholera, Cholera wardrobe. wardrobe, Fire, Magician's Heart. <laughs> we all have our weaknesses. Mine is mulberries. Yours, perhaps, motor cars. Professor <laughs> okay. Taken was christenings. Professor Tinkin? Taken. 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 T-A-Y-K-I-N. I you said Professor Tinkins. <laughs> Professor Tinkins was christenings. <laughs> Royal christenings. 
he always expected to be asked to the christening parties of all the little royal babies. And of course, he never <laughs> all was. All the royal, royal babies. babies. And of course, he never was. Yeah, because who's he to be invited? Exactly, because he's not a lord or a duke or a seller of bacon and tea or anything really high class. But Like bacon or tea. <laughs> oh my God, he was a wicked magician. Oh. oh. By economy and strict attention to customers had worked up a very good business of his own. He had not always been wicked. He was born quite good, I believe. Raised on bacon and tea. And his old nurse, who had long since married a farmer and retired into the calm of country life, always used to say that he was the duckiest little boy in a plaid <laughs> frock with the dearest little fat legs. <laughs> <laughs> Please repeat that. Please. He was the duckiest little boy. He was the duckiest little boy in a plaid frock with the dearest little fat legs. <laughs> Don't know why I got Scottish there. You did get Scottish. But he had changed since he was a boy, as mm. a good many other people do. That's true. But he still had those fat legs, baby. <laughs> he was still ducky as hell. <laughs> <laughs> How ducky is he? <laughs> He's so ducky, his butt is like a little feather. <laughs> Continue. Perhaps it was his trade. I dare say you've noticed that cobblers are usually thin and brewers are generally fat. Fucking always. And magicians are almost always wicked. And ducky. And ducky. Wait, how can I see where it's half? Uh, just, will this scroll, go down? Yeah. Yeah, if you look on the right. Oh, yeah, it does on go the right. Okay, yeah. nice, nice, nice. Bit of business mm. for y'all there. Wow. His weakness for christenings grew stronger and stronger because it was never indulged. And at last, he took the bull into his own hands, as the Irish footman at the palace said, and went to a christening without being asked. It's like, oh, I need just, just a little bit of a christening. Just oh, like one, one just, quick oh, fix. Just, just like, let me see. Let me see the crown see. of that baby, let that royal see. baby. I just want to oh, dip okay. it, dip it, dip just, it in that water. Just, dip it in that oh, water. Just show me mm. just a little, like, put a droplet on that baby. Just put a little drop. Just, like, put a little drop. Just like one drop on that baby. But tell me, but tell me, is that water, is that water holy? I need that Also, oh, what's that baby saint name? Oh. What's that baby saint name? Saint name? Saint name. Saint, oh, what's that baby saint name? What's that baby saint oh, name? Oh, yeah, is it like, um, just like, how wet like, is his head? How wet's oh, that so baby's head? Wet. Oh, <laughs> so wet baby's head. Oh so royal. You are ruffling my ducky little, <laughs> my ducky little feather butt's getting all ruffled up. Oh, I want. I just want to put my ruffled little feather butt in that holy water. Just, just, just swirl it around like a little bad duck boy. Tell me the baby's name. Just tell me the baby's name. What's the baby name? What is it called? What's it called? What's it called? Samuel. Oh, yeah. Is it like Michael? I like that. I like that. I think that was a good choice. Mary. Oh yeah. So fucking holy. It's fucking holy, sir. You need to fucking remove yourself. Oh, I'm wicked. I'm a wicked magician. I'm so wicked. No, I'm so. I am going to call the guard. No, this is horrifying. Look at my. This is why we don't invite you places. Tickle, tickle. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Nasty. Maybe the nastiest bit we've ever done. Was, like, we're fucking no, going to hell, dude. No, remember that time where we decided that the best. Oh, you know what? Best. No. Yep. Okay, Vi- a vinaigrette. <laughs> The best of the salad dressings yeah, to, to have your asshole tongued with yeah. was, in fact, ranch. No, we didn't say ranch was not the best. We said ranch was nasty. Oh, we said oh, vinaigrette because it's basically we clean. We said vinaigrette because <laughs> vinegar is cleaning. It was just yeah. No, but that stings. But I'm not saying I'm not concerned about your comfort. Maybe I'm like talking about my tongue. Vinaigrette. <laughs> no, but raspberry. Like, oh, the tongue only champagne vinaigrette. Yeah, champagne. Because it's time for a celebration. <laughs> Someone's butthole's getting lit. <laughs> Go look for that Team Creeps episode. Don't remember which one it was. <laughs> nope. Good luck finding it. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, here we go. It was a very grand party given by a king of the fortunate islands. And the little oh. prince was christened Fortunatus. Yes, now we know. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck, fuck yeah, Fortunatus. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one took any notice of Professor Taken. They were too polite to turn him out, but they made him wish he'd never come. <laughs> <laughs> he felt quite an outsider, as indeed he was. And this made him furious. So that when all the bright, light, laughing fairies. What fairy- were you expecting, Ducky? Uh-oh. I did not expect this. Whoa. So that when all the bright, light, laughing fairy godmothers were crowding around the blue satin cradle and giving gifts of beauty and strength and goodness wait, to the wait, baby. What? What? Hold on, is this hey. beauty? Yeah. The magician steal. suddenly did a very difficult charm in his head like you do mental arithmetic mm-hmm. and said, Young 40 may be all that, but I say he shall be the stupidest prince in the world. <laughs> And on that, he vanished in a puff of red smoke with a smell like the 5th of November in a back garden on Streatham Hill. You know what I'm talking about. And as he left, no <laughs> address. The king of the Fortunate Islands couldn't prosecute him for high treason. Because it turns out there's no law in the books about making princes stupid. <laughs> Fuck. Taken was very glad to see that he had made such a lot of people unhappy. That little pervert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, as he leaves, there's just like one little downy feather on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) The whole court was in tears when he left, including the baby. Because he was too dumb not to cry. so fucking dumb. Fucking stupid prince. And, And he looked in the papers for another royal christening so that he could go to that and make a lot more people miserable. (laughs) And there was one fixed for the very next Wednesday. This motherfucker. <laughs> the magician went to that too, disguised as a wealthy. Oh, a wealthy. A wealthy. Oh. This time the baby was a girl. Taken kept close to the pink velvet cradle and Oh, you know he's going to make this one ugly because that's what matters when it comes to boys and girls. This is what is going to happen. You're right. When all the nice qualities in the world have been given to the princess, he suddenly said, little aura maybe all that, but I say she shall be the ugliest princess <laughs> in all the world. And instantly she was. It was terrible. This guy is a fucking bitch and I love him. (laughs) What a bitch. And she had been such a beautiful baby too. Everyone had been saying that she was the most beautiful baby they ever seen. This sort of thing is often said at christenings. (laughs) Having uglified the unfortunate little princess, the magician Ah! did the spell. (laughs) Uglified? In his mind, just as you do your spelling. I love this guy. Or girl. I love Edith. She's great. She's great. 
um, to make himself vanish. But to his horror, there was no red smoke and no smell of fireworks. And uh, there he was uh, still where he now very much wished not to be. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Because one of the fairies there had seen just one second too late to save the princess what he was up to and had made a very strong little charm in a great hurry to prevent his vanishing. This Good fairy work, was a white witch. And of course, you know that white magic is much stronger than black magic, as yeah, well as more suited for drawing room performances. So there the magician stood, looking <laughs> I like... I like all of the assumptions this story is making. Obviously, you know, know this. this. So there the magician stood, looking like a thunderstruck pig, as someone <laughs> unkindly said. And the dear white witch bent down and kissed the baby princess. There, she said, you can keep that kiss till you want it. When the time comes, you'll know what to do with it. The magician huh? can't vanish, sire. You'd huh? better arrest him. Okay. Arrest that person, said the king, pointing to Taken. I suppose your charms are of a permanent nature, madame. <laughs> Quite, said the fairy. At least they never go till there's no longer any use for them. Huh? So the magician was shut up in an enormously high tower and allowed to play with magic, but none of his spells could act outside the tower. So he was never able to pass <laughs> the extra double guard that watched outside night and day. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, spells aren't as fun when I can't just like... Vaguely upset people <laughs> at christenings. <laughs> christenings, specifically at christenings, specifically royal christenings. Royal christenings. The king would have liked to have the magician executed, but the white witch warned him that this would never do. Don't you see? She <laughs> said, gauche. "He's the only person who can make the princess beautiful again, and he'll do it someday. But don't you go asking him to do it. He'll never do anything to oblige you. He's that sort of man." So okay. the years rolled on. The magician stayed in the tower and did magic and was very bored, for it is dull to take white rabbits out of your hat and your hat out of nothing when there's no one to see you. Yeah, I Prin that. <laughs> Prince Fortunatus was such a stupid little boy that he got lost <laughs> quite early in the story. And what about the county? country saying his name was James, which it wasn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> It is, is she's hilarious. hilarious. She's hilarious. And let she's me tell hilarious. you, fucking Bland. He's so stupid. He got lost early, early in, in the, the story. story. Bland? Bland doesn't fucking deserve no her. fucking idea. Edith is a fucking queen. She is a treasure. Worshipper. She is a fucking world treasure. He went around the country saying his name was James, which it wasn't. A baker's wife found him and adopted him and sold the diamond buttons of his little overcoat for 300 pounds. Fuck yeah, you did. And as she was a very honest woman, she put 200 away for James to have when he grew up. The years rolled on. Aura continued to be hideous, and she was very unhappy. Till on her 20th birthday, her married cousin Belinda came to see her. Now, Belinda had been made ugly in her cradle, too, so she could sympathize as no one else could. Wow, did he do that, too? He's busy. <laughs> He's just going all around the world <laughs> making royal babies ugly <laughs> you've been uglified <laughs> but i got out of it all right and so will you said belinda oh belinda i'm sure the first thing to do is find a magician <laughs> father banished them all 20 years ago said aura <laughs> behind her veil all but the one who uglified me <laughs> she keeps saying uglified <laughs> Oh, Belinda's beautiful now? I thought she was ugly. Wait, what happened? I guess she just, she became unuglified. Oh. oh. She saw his voice. Okay. Then I should go to him, <laughs> said beautiful Belinda. Well, if you Belinda. grow up one way, yeah. then, yeah. There you go. Dress up as a beggar maid and give him 50 pounds to do it. Not more, or he may suspect you're not a beggar maid. It will be great fun. I'd <laughs> go with you, only I promised Bellamont faithfully that I'd be home to lunch. 
And off she went in her mother-of-pearl coach, leaving Aura to look through the bound volumes of the perfect lady in the palace library to find out the proper costume for a beggar maid. Now, that very morning, the magician's old nurse had packed up a ham and some eggs and some honey and some apples and a sweet bunch of old-fashioned flowers and borrowed the baker's boy to hold the horse for her and started off to see the magician. I think the baker's boy being James. <laughs> I'm James. The fucking idiot. I'm James. Now do I hold horse? It was 40 years since she'd seen him, but she loved him still. What? The, the magician's oh, the maid, old the maid, nurse. The... Magician's gotcha. old nurse. And now she thought she could do him a good turn. She asked in town for his address and learned that he lived in the Black Tower. But you'd best be careful, the townsfolk said. He's a spiteful chap. Bless Good you. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Said the old nurse. He won't hurt me as a... Wait, wait. wait corpse no, Bill Clinton. Cor- corpse Bill Clinton. Corpse Bill Clinton, where'd you come from? He won't hurt me as I nursed him when he was a babe. Wait, in that's, a plaid that's frock. voice. For the nurse. With the dearest little fat legs shows ever you see. Bill Clinton. <laughs> for the nurse. the nurse. <laughs> Continue. I hope you're remembering Wait, what all these boys about fat little legs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In a plaid frock with the dearest <laughs> little fat legs ever you see. I'm so glad she said that again. So she got to the tower and the guards let her through. Taken was almost pleased to see her. Remember, he had no visitors for 20 years, and he was quite pleased to see the ham and the honey. But where did I put them <laughs> eggs? Oh, I'm sorry. It says hags. Hags. <laughs> <laughs> but where did I put them hags? Said the nurse. And the apples. I must have left them at home after all. She had. But the- <laughs> But the magician just waved his hand in the air and there was a basket of apples that hadn't been there before. The eggs he took out of her bonnet, the folds of her shawl, and even from his own mouth, just like a conjurer does. I'm so bored. (laughs) He's like, please. (laughs) Only, of course, he was a real magician. Lore, said she. (laughs) It's like magic. It is magic, said he. That's my trade. It's quite a pleasure to have an audience again. I've lived here alone for 20 years. It's very lonely, especially of an evening. Can't you get out? said the nurse. (laughs) No, King's orders must be respected, but it's a dog's life. He sniffed, made himself a magic handkerchief out of empty air and wiped his eyes. Take an apprentice, my dear, said the nurse. And teach him my magic? Not me. Suppose you got one so stupid he couldn't learn. James, 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 James. James. That would be all right, but it's no use advertising for a stupid person. You'd get no answers. (laughs) You'd need an advertise, said the nurse. And she went out and brought in James, who was really the Fuck prince of the you. fortunate islands. Oh, he found his way back to the story. <laughs> and also the baker's boy she had brought with her to hold the horse's head. Now, James, she said, you'd like to be apprentice, you wouldn't you? <laughs> yes, said the poor <laughs> stupid boy. <laughs> then give the gentleman your money, James. James did. My last doubts vanish said the magician. He is stupid. Nurse, let us celebrate the occasion with a little drop of something. Not before the boy because of setting an example. James, wash up. Not here, silly, in the back kitchen. So James washed up, and as he was very clumsy, he happened to break a bottle of essence of dreams that was on the shelf. Oh, it's Bella again. (laughs) (laughs) And instantly there floated from the washing up water the vision of a princess more beautiful than the day. So beautiful that even James could not help seeing how beautiful she was. That fucking idiot. And holding out his arms to her as she came floating through the air above the kitchen sink. 
But when he held out his arms, she vanished. He sighed and washed up harder than ever. I wish I wasn't so stupid, he said. <laughs> oh, James. And then there was a knock at the door. James wiped his hands and opened. Someone stood there in very picturesque rags and tatters. I know the end of the story. but Please, said someone, who was, of course, the princess. Is Professor taken at home? <laughs> Walk in, please, said James. My snake's alive, said Taken. What a day we're having. Three visitors in one morning. How kind of you to call. Won't you take a chair? <laughs> that was so welcoming. Now who's stupid? I, wait, well, how was her voice? I, Corpse I hoped. No, the princess. Oh, uh, just to. I hope. I hope, oh, yeah. <laughs> said the veiled princess, that you'd give me something else to take. A glass of wine. I feel like wine. that should be James's voice, though. <laughs> I feel like she'd have a normal voice. She's not dumb. I hoped. Yeah, I, there we go. I hoped, I said hate. the veiled princess, that you'd give me something else to take. A glass of wine, said Taken. You'll take a glass of wine? No, thank you, said the beggar maid, who was the princess. <laughs> thank you, Edith. Then take, take your veil off, said the nurse, or you won't feel the benefit of it when you go out. <laughs> um, okay. I uh, can't, said Aura. It wouldn't be safe. Too beautiful, eh? said the magician. <laughs> Still, you're quite safe Did here. Did the magician make himself stupid at the same time as James? Mm, can you do magic? She abruptly asked. <laughs> um, just wondering, <laughs> apropos of nothing, it just occurred to me that, um, Ooh, make me pretty. <laughs> mm, you uglified me. <laughs> oh, little, said he ironically. Well, said she, it's like this. I'm so ugly, no one can bear to look at me. And I want to go as kitchen maid to the palace. They want a cook and a scullion and a kitchen maid. I thought, perhaps you'd give me something to make me pretty. I'm only a poor beggar maid. It would be a great thing to me if... Go along with you, said Taken, very cross indeed. I never give to beggars. Here's two pence, whispered poor James, pressing it into her hand. It's all I've got left. Thank you, she whispered back. You are good. And to the magician, she said. I happen to have 50 pounds. <laughs> I'll give it to you for a new face. Done, cried Taken. <laughs> Here's another stupid one. He grabbed the money, waved his wand, and then and there before the astonished eyes of the nurse and the apprentice, the ugly beggar maid became the loveliest princess in the world. Lore, said the nurse. My dream, cried the <laughs> apprentice. Please, said the princess. Can I have a looking glass? The apprentice ran to unhook the one that hung over the kitchen sink and handed it to her. Oh, she said, how very pretty I am. How can I thank you? Get the fuck out of there, girl. Quite easily, uh -oh. said the magician. Beggar maid, as you are, I hereby offer you my hand and heart. He put mm -hmm. his hand into the waistcoat and pulled out his heart. It was yeah, fat what? and pink, what and the, the princess fuck? did not like the look of it. <laughs> thank you very much, said she. Oh, wow. Ooh, but I'm flattered. I'd rather not. No. Oh, I have to go. But I insist, said Taken. Ooh, but really, <laughs> your offer. <laughs> Most handsome, I'm sure, said the nurse. My affections are engaged, said the princess, looking down. I can't marry you. Am I to take this as a refusal? Asked Taken. And the princess feared that he was. Very well, then, he said. I shall see you home and ask your father about it. He'll not let you refuse an offer like this. Nurse, come and tie my necktie. Question, mm. isn't he locked up? 
Why is he suddenly like walking around and not? He's like, allowed to. He's anywhere? allowed to stay in the. I don't know why he thinks he can leave. Yeah, he has he to stay in, in the, the tower. tower. Little bitch. Mm-hmm. So he went out, and the nurse with him. Then the princess told the apprentice in a very great hurry who she was. It would never do, she said, for him to see me home. He'd find out that I was the princess, and he'd uglify me again in no time. He shan't see you home, said James. I may be stupid, but I'm strong, too. Oh, he's going to beat up the magician. <laughs> How brave you are, said Aura admiringly. But I'd rather slip away quietly without any fuss. Can't you undo the patent lock on, on that door? The apprentice tried, but he was too stupid, and the princess was not strong enough. I'm sorry, said the apprentice, who was a prince. Uh, I yeah. can't undo the door, but when he does, I'll hold him and you can get away. I dreamed of you this morning, oh. he added. I dreamed of you too, said she, but you were different. Perhaps, said poor James sadly, the person you dreamed about wasn't stupid, and I am. Oh. Are you really? cried the princess. I am so glad. What? That's rather unkind. <laughs> No, because if that's all that makes you different from the man I dreamed about, I can soon make that all right. And with that, she put her hands on his shoulders and kissed him. And at her kiss, his stupidness passed away like a cloud and became as clever as anyone need be. And besides knowing all the ordinary lessons he would have learned if he had stayed home in his palace, he knew who he was and where he was and why. And he knew all the geography of his father's kingdom and the exports and imports <laughs> and the condition of politics. She's so oh, funny. Convenient. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> And he knew also that the princess loved him. So he caught her in his arms and kissed her. And they were very happy and told each other over and over again what a beautiful world it was and how wonderful it was that they should have found each other, seeing that the world is not only beautiful but rather large. That first one was a magic kiss, you know, said she. My fairy godmother gave it to me and I've been keeping it all these years for you. You must get away from here and come to the palace. Oh, you'll manage it. You're clever now. <laughs> nice. Yes, he said. I am clever now. <laughs> I can undo the lock for you. Go, my dear, before he comes back. So the princess went, and only just in time. For as she went out the door, for as she went out of one door, Taken came in at the other. Oh, shit. He was furious to find her gone. And I should not like to write down the things he said to his apprentice when he, called he him a found cunt. that James had been so stupid as to open the door for her. They were not polite things at all. Cunt. Mm, call them a cut for sure. Mm -hmm, for sure. He tried to follow her, but the princess has, had warned the guards and he could not get out. Oh, he cried. If only my old magic would work outside this tower, I'd soon be even with her. Sorry, Google Docs got weird. And then in a strange, confused, yet quite sure way, he felt that the spell that held him, the white witch's spell, was dissolved. <gasps> to the palace, he cried, and rushing to the cauldron that hung over the fire, he leapt into it, leapt out in the form of a red lion and disappeared. Damn, that changed Whoa, quick. Oh, that was magic. Without a moment's hesitation, the prince, who was his apprentice, followed him. We remember you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Calling out the same words and leaping into the same cauldron while the poor nurse screamed and wrung her hands. As he touched the liquor in the cauldron, he felt that he was not quite himself. He was, in fact, a green dragon. Nice. He felt himself vanish. Most uncomfortable sensation and reappeared with a suddenness that took his breath away, in his own form and at the back door of the palace. The time had been short, but already the magician had succeeded in obtaining an engagement as palace cook. How he did it without references, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so 
funny. Perhaps he made the references by magic as he had made the eggs and the apples and the handkerchief. <laughs> Taken's astonishment and annoyance at being followed by his faithful apprentice were soon soothed, for he saw that a stupid scullion would be of great use. Of course, he had no idea that James had been made clever by a kiss. But how are you going to cook? asked the apprentice. You don't know how. I shall cook, said Taken, as I do everything else, by magic. Oh, what a little turd. And he did. I <laughs> wish I had time to tell you how he turned out a hot dinner of 17 courses from totally empty saucepans, how James looked in, a, looked in a cupboard for spices and found it empty, and how next moment the nurse walked out of it. The magician had been so long alone that he seemed to revel in the luxury of showing off to someone, and he leapt about from one cupboard to another, produced cats and cockatoos out of empty jars, and made mice and rabbits disappear and reappear till James's head was in a whirl for all his cleverness. And the nurse, as she washed up, wept tears of pure joy at her boy's wonderful skill. All this excitement's bad for my heart, though, Taken said at last, pulling his heart out of his chest. Oh, again he with put that. It on Nobody wants it. And as he did so, his magic notebook fell from his breast. And the apprentice uh, picked it up. Nice. Taken did not see him do it. He was busy making the kitchen lamp fly about the room like a pigeon. <laughs> nice. It was just humorous. Then, yep. You fool. you fool. It was just then that the princess came in, looking more lovely than ever in a simple little morning frock of white chiffon and diamonds. Mm, simple. Mm -hmm. The beggar maid, said Taken, looking like a princess. I'll marry her just the same. <laughs> I've come to give the orders for dinner, she said. And then she saw who it was gave one little cry and stood still, trembling. To order the dinner, said the nurse. Then you're... Yes, said Aura. I'm the princess. You're the princess, said the magician. Then I'll marry you all the more. And if you say no, I'll uglify you as the word leaves your lips. Oh, uh, yes. You think I've just been amusing myself over my cooking, but I've really been brewing the strongest spell in the world. What? Marry me. Or <laughs> drink. The princess shuddered at these dreadful words. Drink or marry me, said the magician. If you marry me, you shall be beautiful forever. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, said the nurse. He's a match even for a princess. <laughs> I'll tell Papa, said the princess, sobbing. No, you won't, said Taken. Your father will never know. If you won't marry me, you shall drink this and become my scullery maid. My hideous scullery maid. And wash up forever in the lonely tower. <laughs> well, he's going to go back and live in the tower. Dude, you can go elsewhere. No, it's all I know. <laughs> I am like chatting for damn <laughs> He caught her by the wrist. Stop, cried the apprentice, who was a prince, if you'll remember. Yeah. Stan, mean, nonsense, poo, said the magician. Poo. Nice. Stop, I say, said James, who was Fortunatus. I've got your heart. He had, and he held it up in one hand, and in the other, a cooking knife. Nice. One step nearer that lady, said he, and in goes the knife. The magician positively skipped in his agony and terror. Nice. Wait. <laughs> I'm not sure who's talking right now. Okay. I say, look out, he cried. Be careful what you're doing. Accidents happen so easily. <laughs> it's not going to be an accident, you fucking yeah. idiot. Suppose your foot slipped. Then no apologies would meet the case. That's my heart you've got there. My life's bound up in it. I know. That's often the case with people's hearts, said Fortunatus. We've got you, my dear sir, on toast. My princess, on toast. might I trouble you to call the guards? The magician did not dare to resist. 
So the guards arrested him. The nurse, though in floods of tears, managed to serve up a very good plain dinner. And after dinner, the magician was brought before the king. Now the king, as soon as he had seen that his daughter had been made beautiful, had caused a large number of princes to be fetched by telephone. Oh, telephone. Interesting. Mm. Uh, that really surprised me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, that's really interesting. Uh, telephone. Okay. He was anxious to get her married at once in case she turned ugly again. Oh, oh man. What a bummer. <laughs> so before he could do justice to the magician, he had to settle which of the princes was to marry the princess. He had chosen the prince of the Diamond Mountains, a very nice, steady young man with a good income. But when he suggested the match to the princess, she declined it. And the magician, who was standing at the foot of the throne steps loaded with chains, clattered forward and said, Your Majesty, will you spare my life if I tell you something you don't know? The king, who was a very inquisitive man, said, Yes? Oh, God, king. Then no, said Taken, that the princess will marry your choice because she's made one of her own. My apprentice. The princess meant to have hold her, told her father when she had got him alone and in a good temper. But now he was in a bad temper and in full audience. The apprentice was dragged in and all the princess's agonized pleadings only got this out of the king. All right, I won't hang him. He shall be best man at your wedding. Ouch. Then the king took his daughter's hand and set her in the middle of the hall and set the prince of the Diamond Mountains on her right and the apprentice on her left. Then he said, I will spare the life of this aspiring youth on your left if you promise never to speak to him again, and if you'll promise to marry the gentleman on your right before tea this afternoon. Oh, quick wedding. The wretched princess looked at her lover, and his lips formed the word, promise. So she said, I promise never to speak to the gentleman on my left, and to marry the gentleman on my right before tea today and held out her hand to the Prince of the Diamond Mountains. Then suddenly, in the twinkling of an eye, the Prince of the Diamond Mountains was on her left, and her hand was held by her own prince, who stood at her right hand. And yet nobody seemed to have moved. <laughs> it was the purest and most high-class magic. Dished, cried the king. <laughs> Absolutely dished. Dished. A mere trifle, said the apprentice, apprentice modestly. I've got Taken's magic recipe book, as well as his heart. Well, we must make the best of it, I suppose, said the king crossly. Can you tell that I keep forgetting what voice I gave him? No. <laughs> Bless you, my children. He was less cross when it was explained to him that the apprentice was really the prince of the fortunate islands and a much better match than the prince of the diamond mountains. And he was in quite a good temper by the time the nurse threw herself in front of the throne and begged <laughs> the king to let the magician off altogether. <laughs> Chiefly on the ground that when he was a baby, he was the dearest little duck that ever was in the prettiest plaid frock with the loveliest fat legs. <laughs> the king, moved by these arguments, said, I'll spare him if you'll promise to be good. You will, ducky. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hey. You will, ducky, won't you? Said the nurse, crying. No, <laughs> said the oh. magician. I won't. And what's more, I can't. The princess, who was now so happy that she wanted everyone else to be happy too, begged her lover to make taken good by magic. Alas, my dearest lady, said the prince, no one could be made good by magic. I could take the badness out of him. There's an excellent recipe in this notebook, but if I did that, there'd be so very little left. Every little bit helps, said the nurse wildly. Prince Fortunatus, who was James, who was the apprentice, <laughs> studying the book for a few moments, and then said a few words in a language no one present had ever heard before. 
And as he spoke, the wicked magician began to tremble and shrink. Oh, my boy, be good. Promise you'll be good, cried the nurse, still in tears. <laughs> really struggling with the accent today. I really love it. The magician seemed to be shrinking inside his clothes. <gasps> Is he going to turn into a little ducky boy? <gasps> the magician seemed to be shrinking inside his clothes. He grew smaller and smaller. The nurse caught him in her arms, and he and still he grew less and less, till she seemed to be holding nothing but a bundle of clothes. Then, with a cry of love and triumph, she tore the magician's clothes away and held up a chubby baby boy with the very plaid frock and fat legs she had so often and so lovingly described. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said there wouldn't be much of him when the badness was out, said the Prince Fortunatus. I will be good. Oh, I will, <laughs> said the baby boy that had been the magician. I'll oh see God. to that, said the nurse. And so the story ends with love and a wedding and showers of white roses. That was hilarious. Edith Nesbitt. Nesbitt? Yeah, she's amazing. You are the shit. She's so funny. Is this the, our this is favorite the best one? Story yeah, this is my favorite read? story. For sure. This, Head and shoulders. This was great. This was so fun. This was so fun. Um, it's also sort of the plot of an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um... <laughs> Which is a poorly pasted together series of like TV movies that never came out and they try to put them all together. Oh, damn. What is it called? Damn it. But it's like Ernest Borgnine is narrating <laughs> to a little boy all of these stories. And it's called The Magician's Apprentice. Oh, shit. And at the end, this horrible, horrible like store critic. <laughs> He goes into a magic shop. Yeah. And he comes out with a book of spells and he does so many spells that he starts, it starts to drain his life force. So he does a spell to give him youth and he turns into a little baby <laughs> that his barren wife then like is Takes going care? to raise. What? And the <laughs> wife raises the husband. It's so oh creepy. My God, that's so But creepy. it's one of my favorite jokes in mystery science theater. Because when he's just this like super douchey looking guy and he gets out of a car and he goes, I love Glendale. <laughs> That's the joke they make. Very funny. Um, this was great. Killed this it, was a Edith. great pick. Killed great it. pick, Brett. Brett. Great work, Brett. All of your, oh, he just did all it. Of your such horrible, a little like, oh, such a humble much. shrug. Nothing much. <laughs> such a humble shrug. Like, oh, I don't know. I just don't know. It was across. nothing. It was well, nothing. She, she was, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I just, maybe I'm the best producer that ever was. So, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, if, if it made for a great episode, like, uh, did it have something to do with me? <laughs> Who's to say? I mean, all I can say is that, um, Everyone's a winner here. Uh, by the work that I did, kind of. Just, I don't know. I don't know. If if you like what I did, uh, cool. But if not, uh, that's okay. I, I can work on myself. That's okay. By the way, this is exactly what Brett this sounds is, like. If you guys wonder what Brett's like, voice sounds like, it's dead on. on. It is like this. Remember how Kelly was trying I was to trying, do I didn't find it. I didn't find didn't it. didn't find it, but it sounds like this. It's this. Yeah. Uh, this was great. I love yeah. this story. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to um, follow our show on social media, we're at Public Domain Pod on everything. Um, uh, please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts um, um, or whatever you know app you use to listen to podcasts. Yeah, it's really helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. We're excited to read something new next week. Um, anything else? Keep it lit. Forever. Dog. 
This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.